I'm Damian Bulwa, Managing Editor of the San Francisco Chronicle. Today on Fifth and Mission, more political dominoes are falling in California. President-elect Biden, who is filling out his cabinet even as Donald Trump denies the election result, has made a big pick for Health and Human Services Secretary. The choice is Javier Becerra, California's current Attorney General. My guest on the show today is Joe Garofoli, our senior political writer and host of the It's All Political podcast. We're going to talk about why Biden picked Becerra, whether he can win confirmation, and the high stakes around Governor Gavin Newsom. He now may need to appoint both a new attorney general and a new California senator. Joe, thanks for coming back on. Always good to be here. So, so Joe, it's always so fascinating uh, when California politicians enter the national stage. You know, you always talk about how sometimes we can be either isolated or, or that California has a big impact. What, what do we make of Becerra being tapped here? Well, it's a, uh, Governor Newsom just said today, it's a game changer for California in that for, for a change, we have a friendly face as the uh, director of health and human services that is going to help when uh, whatever happens, to the Affordable Care Act, whatever happens to if California wants to make any changes to who they offer health insurance to, if they want to get waivers, you know, down the line for, you know, implement you know, God forbid, Medicare for all or anything like that, you know, provided uh, Becerra is still there. But overall, this is very good news for California, particularly California Democrats, that is. Yeah. And, and Becerra has such a history of tussling with the Trump administration. Um, we we actually have written stories where we sort of do compendiums of the different lawsuits, right? I mean, um, <laughs> over 100 filed, over 100 filed. Yes. Wow. Okay, so is there any reason to think that because of that there could be some trouble with Becerra being confirmed in the Senate? I, there, there may be some hostility. I think you know everything in, in D.C. right now is along party lines. Uh, Becerra, remember, before he came, was appointed to be California's attorney general uh, by uh, former Governor Jerry Brown. He spent more than two decades in uh, the House of Representatives representing uh, uh, districts in Southern California. He uh, was very well respected there. He was a member of House leadership. So he may, you know, get a pass as a, a, as a guy who's, quote unquote, been in the club there. Uh, you know, the Republicans, you'll, you'll find scattered uh, voices saying, oh, he's a California radical. Javier Bracero, for anyone who's covered him, he's, he's, not, a, he's not a radical. Um, he's, a, he's a pretty mainstream uh, Democrat, definitely left of center. But, uh, you know, uh, this will be a, a party line vote. But again... It's going to be it's very even in the Senate. He should get through. All right. Now, it a great position, though, right, Joe? I mean, uh, very difficult with the coronavirus pandemic going on. But this is a high profile spot for him. Very high profile. Um, and now, remember, uh, Becerra has no medical background. Uh, he is not a medical doctor. He's not a healthcare professional. He's a trained attorney, Stanford trained attorney, uh, lifelong legislator, and uh, and attorney general. These big jobs there are more about someone who is a who can be an administrator. You're almost appointing a CEO of a, of a sprawling uh, bureaucracy. Becerra has done that in in uh, Sacramento. The Department of Justice in Sacramento is second only to the U.S. Department of Justice in terms of size uh, among justice departments in this country. Uh, he is a very good communicator. Uh, he is a, a very calm, reassuring presence. And uh, and he definitely has a reputation of being a team player 
And uh, so that's those are all attributes that will serve him well should he be confirmed. So I want to ask you about Becerra's spot. California Attorney General is also a, a huge position, and this gives yet another position that Gavin Newsom can fill. People were already looking at Gavin Newsom and and all the potential for replacing uh, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris's seat and how he's in a, pr- a position where he's being um, getting a lot of pressure from different camps and also a big chance for Newsom to make a mark. Absolutely. Uh, Newsom uh, has two and possibly three plum jobs to give out to review. Let's go back and look. He has to fill, as you said, Kamala Harris's seat in the Senate. Uh, he has to fill now Becerra's seat, which because of Becerra filing those hundred lawsuits is has become a very prominent. It's a, it's a good gig now. It's a, it's always been a good gig. Now it's like people see it as a gig that uh, has a national spotlight on it. Um, and then if so, let's say, as predicted, uh, he chooses um, Secretary of State um, Alex Padilla to replace uh, Kamala Harris. Then he has another statewide office, again, high ranking, uh, high profile job uh, to to dole out. There are uh, everybody is pressuring Newsom, as we've talked about here. Uh, you know, we have uh, pressure on him to choose a Latino to to replace Harris. California has never been uh, represented by a Latinx person in the U.S. Senate. Latinx folks, 40 percent of the population here. Then there's the, uh, the now that we have this attorney general job and and some surprising names. Boy, when I, when this uh, when this broke last night, uh, my st- phone started blowing up with all you know, everybody sort of pitching their own person or uh, favorite person or uh, and, and, and so I started reaching out to people overnight and uh, some surprising names uh, floated to the top of people who are interested in this job, namely Adam Schiff. Uh, Adam Schiff, we've grown to know over the last few years as uh, it, uh, President Trump's chief antagonist, as the um, uh, he was at the tip of the spear on impeachment. He's a congressman from uh, Los An- the Los Angeles area, Burbank. He uh, is the head of the House Intelligence Committee, very high-profile job. Uh, he is a former uh, uh, federal attorney in, in Los Angeles. So um, he, he's, he's also done this be- beloved by the GOP. Oh, yeah. Now, talk about a tough confirmation hearing. That will be a tough one uh, because, <laughs> because he was the head of the uh, impeachment thing. So he's, he's one of the people at the top of the list. Someone else. Wait, before you go on, yeah. Joe, before you go on, I want to ask you, you said people are blowing up your phone, and I'm just curious about that. People want to see their person's name in your article. They want it to get out there in the media so that maybe gain sure. some legitimacy. Uh, yeah, sure. There's some of that. And there's some of who have you heard? Who have you heard? And there's a lot of information trading that goes on. Uh, and that's what I spent uh, overnight doing and, and early this morning talking to people around the state uh, and, and nationally about who might be into this job. And um, and that's yes. Part of it is, of course, uh, if you say, <laughs> it's just like, you know, if you if you get a job offer from somebody else, maybe you can, you know, get something else in your current job. Now, of course, you, you it, it, this is politics, but they might maybe it means a, a, a better a committee assignment. Maybe it means something else, some, some someone else, some other help, some more help for your next reelection campaign or some some other, you know, all the myriad ways that uh, influence is traded and peddled in, in our nation's capital and our and uh, across this country. So there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, potential impact of having your name out there as a potential 
uh, attorney general of the nation's most populous state. Okay, Joe, I want to ask you a little more about the possible candidates, but also what this means for Gavin Newsom. Yep. But let's first take a break. Back on Fifth and Mission, and it's all political right after this. Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. I'm joined by Joe Garofoli, the host of It's All Political, and we're talking about Javier Becerra, the California Attorney General, being tapped by Joe Biden to be Health and Human Services Secretary. And so, Joe, first of all, we, we talk, let's talk about the candidates uh, for for California Attorney General that, that Newsom might tap at first. What does this mean for Newsom? How much of this is politics in Newsom being able to, to make the selections and, and do the right thing and, and sort of pick and choose and, and horse trade? Oh, that's that's all about this. This is sort of a, a game of Jenga, if you will, because you have to uh, now you'll pick one person to be the uh uh, U.S. Senator, and then that will that may create another opening where he can the there are folks who may have been dis, dissatisfied with that pick. Um, he may appease them with the with the next pick. It's going to be uh, a very it's a it's a big political challenge for Newsom. It's a huge opportunity because it's you know you rarely do governors get to remake this many uh, potential appointments at statewide offices and pick a U.S. Senator at the same time. Uh, and he's doing this, oh, by the way, on top of trying to figure out what to do about this pandemic, and uh, and and the and the and the state's economy cratering, and uh, and and if, you know those are pretty two huge uh, two huge things he's got to deal with right now. So this is a huge. This will be a very big test for Newsom, a test of his political skills. And he, and let's face it, he's had a, a terrible few weeks here, both from the point of the the. Um, the pandemic, how it's going, how the reaction to it, people are ticked off about, about the closures and the confusion about them. And then there's his own personal screw-ups, like the, the, the French laundry situation where he, where he went there, and we've, we've covered that in past podcasts. Um, so this is, this is a tough time for Newsom. This, is, this, is, this will be a, a, a critical moment in his, uh, his term. And by the way, Joe, I have uh, two children, and so I do have to call a foul on the Jenga Reference. I think oh. you're thinking of Tetris. Tetris. I'm sorry. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Good. Good. Good fact checking there. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I have played many a game of Jenga. Yes, especially lately. I'm sure. Uh, okay. So, Joe, let's talk a little bit about some of the folks uh, who could be AG and who could be senator in California. So Alex Padilla is still, you think, sort of the front runner for, for Kamala Harris's he, job? He is still the front runner for Kamala Harris's job. Uh, he has known Newsom for a long time. He has been very politically loyal to him. He, um, uh, he, he endorsed Newsom for his run for governor back in 2009, 2010, when uh, his short-lived uh, candidacy for governor then. So he goes way back with Newsom. Um, and he's, you know, remain, remained uh, personally uh, friendly with him as well. Um, he has been endorsed by the C uh, Congressional Hispanic Caucus. Um, and so he's, you know, he's got a little bit of momentum behind him. Okay, what about Eric Swalwell, House member out in the East Bay, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, former Alameda County prosecutor? Former Alameda County prosecutor, this is true. Now we're talking about the uh, Attorney General's job. Swalwell. Yes. Swalwell is uh, is definitely testing the waters for that. Um, he, uh, you know, he's he's he became his profile definitely increased over the last four years as a uh, as uh, sort of an antagonist of the president, a leader of the resistance. He was on both the Judiciary Committee and um, 
the Intelligence Committee. And so he even wrote a book about it. Um, and, uh, and he ran for president. Remember, he ran for president for about uh, six and a half weeks. Uh, so he um, so he's he's definitely has some ambitious stuff. But his path to leadership may be blocked. It may he may it may he may look at the, the scenario there and say, you know, uh, this may take me decades to get to the, to the speaker's job or to house leadership. These folks don't seem to be leaving um, and my path may be blocked. Maybe I'll check out being attorney general of, uh, of California. That might be a better gig for me. So he is definitely looking around. Um, then there's Ted Lieu. Ted Lieu also, along with Schiff and um, Swalwell, also someone who has been just pounding on uh, the president, President Trump, for the last four years. Um, he uh, was born in Taiwan, and he would be uh, California's first Asian-American attorney general. All right. You also mentioned uh, Katie Porter, another House member. Katie Porter, yes. Um, I, I don't think she's going to, to do it for a couple of reasons. Number one, this is she's just starting her second term. Uh, and, and number two... And she also sees a very promising road in front of her uh, in Washington, and she's really become sort of a rising star in the party. Also, um, uh, she is not a uh, member of the California Bar Association, which you do have to be to be attorney general. You know, you could probably uh, fudge that and get around that. Um, and also, um, she uh, there's no guarantee the Democrats could hold her Orange County seat. We saw how a couple of seats flipped there. Um, uh, the Orange County, very much a purple area and Democrats after the, certainly after this last election cannot afford to lose any seats. In fact, Pelosi, uh, you know, is, is going to get, start to get nervous if, if various, uh, house members, any more Democrats leave or are selected to other administration jobs or, or state jobs, because, um, the, the, the margin is very narrow. She needs to have everybody on deck for the first hundred days of Biden's presidency, to make sure that uh, you know he he has the chance of getting some uh, uh, initial initiatives passed. All right, a couple more. You mentioned Judge Terry Jackson, and you also mentioned San Francisco City Attorney Dennis Herrera, who Joe he, he would have loved to be mayor. He hasn't been able to win that office, but he's had a lot of high-profile cases in the city, including the same-sex marriage case. Yes, he, he was uh, had developed a national profile on, on that case, took it all the way to the Supreme Court. Of course, he has known Newsom uh, before Newsom was mayor, when Newsom was on the Board of Supervisors. Dennis Herrera has been in office, the city attorney, since 2001. Um, we also have a couple other people. Uh, uh, Contra Costa District Attorney Diana Becton, first African-American uh, uh, to serve as attorney general in Contra Costa. She talks a lot about racial and economic disparities in the criminal justice system. Uh, and we have Terry Jackson. Uh, a year ago, she was, I believe, the first uh, person uh, that Newsom nominated to the, um, to the first district court of appeals. She's the first black woman on the first district. And she was previously the first black woman to be a San Francisco Superior Court judge. All right. So, Joe, if Newsom taps anyone that's in elected office in California for either of these two roles, then he has to fill that second position as well? If it's a statewide uh, office, you know, it's like okay. secretary of state. And if it's a member of Congress, then he calls a special election. Uh, and, and those have those are, are made down the road. Uh, so he does not have the power to appoint a someone there. OK, so we're looking at probably two or three positions here, but in theory, um, we could be looking at three or four. Wait, we can't say Jenga. Which do the Tetris uh, pieces keep moving. <laughs> There's different spaces open up. And uh, and this could be the, the gift that keeps on giving for Newsom if he handles it correctly. All right, let's leave it there. Joe Garofoli, thanks. Thank you, bud.
Thanks to my guest today, It's All Political podcast host Joe Garofoli, to Taya Francesca Price for producing this episode, and thank you for listening. 